I think in our industry, every family is different and every consumer's experience is different. So even though as educated as our consumers are getting in our industry, I still think there's a lot of in-depth need of questions and resources that is very customized to a family member. Welcome to season six of Bridge the Gap, a podcast dedicated to informing, educating, and influencing the future of housing and services for seniors. Powered by sponsors AccuShield, Inquire, Connected Living, Hamilton Captel, Refera, Service Master, Patriot Angels, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. The contributors are brought to you by Peak Senior Living and produced by Salinity Marketing. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Podcast, the senior living podcast with Josh and Lucas. We are in beautiful San Diego. It was rainy this morning, but the sun is out today right now and it's a beautiful day and we've got a beautiful guest on today we welcome kathy swan chief revenue and marketing officer at frontier management welcome to the show hello thank you so much lucas and josh for having me i'm so excited to be here this is my first and i'm looking forward to it it's going to be super easy Mm -hmm. we are so excited to have you on the show i was fortunate enough to sit on the plane with you what an i i got an upgrade I got a major upgrade. <laughs> I got an upgrade. I, I didn't changed know. seats to sit next to you. <laughs> I thought I was going to sit next to somebody I didn't know and didn't like. And instead, I got to sit next to somebody I love mm-hmm. and know. And I got to sit next to Kathy. And we had a great time. And the great thing about Kathy, she was not only engaging and having fun, she got a mountain of work done while multitasking and listening to my stupid stories. So you have to. No stupid <laughs> stories. We talked a lot actually about occupancy too. Yes, we, we did. did. We shared and we did share breakfast together. Yes, that's right. That's right. It was, <laughs> it was great. It, well, it was a lot of fun. And so Frontier, a lot has changed at Frontier. You guys have been on a rocket ship the past two to three years. Mm-hmm. You've moved into a position where you're one of the largest operators in the entire country including your very large Texas portfolio, which is great. New headquarters in Dallas, is that safe to say? That is safe to say, yes. Yeah, most of your team. Our executive team is in the Dallas office now, so our Portland office is accounting and operations. Okay. Like support. Great. Yeah. Great. And so I think you had a big grand opening with your new office complex. How was that? It was wonderful. And I think you were a part of that too, so thank you so much. It was great. We had a great turnout. We have a big support in the Dallas market of our investors and our owners and REITs that are headquartered there. So they were very appreciative that we had that opportunity to build and move our office to the Dallas office. So it's been great. A lot of FaceTime, a lot of exposure that is very much needed, of course, in today. And being able to be around the corner with them and seeing them anytime we want is very helpful because, of course, it's their engagement that makes us successful too. Totally. Reasons why we moved it there. Yeah. I mean, Dallas is is very strategic. Josh, you know, we've talked for years. When we look at even the demographics of our listeners, it's Chicago, it's Dallas, it's Nashville, Orlando, Atlanta, Charlotte, New York. And that all makes sense. But Dallas has been transformed. I mean, even I think Well Tower now even has an office. That's their primary as well. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a huge move from New York, which just shows uh, the strength of, I think, Texas, I'm obviously very biased on that, right? Same. I was about to say, <laughs> this has come from the Dallas native. Yes. Clearly better than Tennessee. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to approve that too. <laughs> we have hey, two te- right. Actually, I was born in Dallas, oh. Texas. So give me a break. Give me a break. And and we're the volunteer state and we love Texas. That's so true. Yeah. That's give me true. a break. Very complimentary mm-hmm. people. Yes, Tennessee and Texas. Okay. And so Frontier has now moved into a huge category, one of the largest operators in the country. What has that ride been like? That's an emotional question. (laughs) 
It is. You're been, on the couch. You can just. I know. It. <laughs> it, right. It is an emotional question. It's been very rewarding. A lot of work, but it's a lot of hard work that a lot of us, as you know, Lucas has put in. But again, it's a roller coaster because we grew in, of course, the time of COVID, and we don't want to say that, but it we we sustained that and kept growing. A lot of our owners and investors and our partners look to us to change and make that innovation for them. So that's been really good. A lot rides on us as a, a company that's grown from June of 2019 at 60 plus assets and communities to a relationship of over 120 now. Wow. Yeah. So it's a massive swing. Massive, great swing and a lot of accountability. Yes, a lot of <laughs> accountability. And so you're such a rock star. You're not just the CRO. You're the CMO. It's both, right? It That's is kind of the they, you and they go hand in hand. Like, yeah, you're such you're, you're such yeah. overachievers. Yeah, it's no, not, I wouldn't say overachievers. You're two sweet <laughs> C-suite people in one body. It's yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I think they go hand in hand. Yeah. And Candace, obviously, being a nurse by trait, but her passions and operations, so it mirrors. And again, if you do marketing, revenue should go hand in hand with sales. Right. So that's the growth of the company. So that I think they go hand in hand. So it's not. I don't feel like I do two jobs. It's rewarding, but it is two jobs. Sure. <laughs> For sure. Yes. And you're able to handle that. So let's transition into sales and marketing at Frontier. So in this massive growth swing, sales and marketing has got to be a real pivotal asset of that. How does sales and marketing go from your 60 communities, like you mentioned, to over 120 communities. And how does that look like today in 2023? I just want to say it's been super fun. But I think most important is that Frontier takes on or acquires a lot of acquisitions, right? So it's important for us to first recognize for everyone on the team, new acquisitions, old, adopts a culture in that it's rewarding and a rewarding culture. In the Frontier culture, we are very proud of and we want everyone to be rewarded with this and we want them to feel how close our camaraderie is. So that's very important when you do transitions that. And what that means is that buying into a sales culture is the sales process, right? You have to have a, a good leadership team at the side of the community to understand that culture and to run that. So it starts not with a marketing director, but it starts with your operating directors and your executive directors that owns that process. So it's important for us when we look at acquisitions and transitions that we are focused on onboarding your executive directors for the buy-in and the support, then down to the marketing director and that. And that also goes with ensuring that we are sales metric centric too and understanding what that means at the frontier. That growth there comes from there. So it's been very good. It's been very resourceful. The acquisitions that we've been able to do have been very inviting and we've gotten so much feedback to say, I've never worked with a company like this. Thank you so much for offering these resources to us. And of course, it's not about me or Candace or Greg. It's about our operating teams that work the field day to day. Yeah. Kathy, I am curious, you know, we have a very broad listener group from the top thought leadership that are here at Nick, all the way to the community level leaders. You've gone from 60 to one of the larger operators in the country. What does a day in the life of Kathy look like? And what are, where are you putting, if you could, if you could, if you could slice up that pie and say, this is where my emphasis is. This is what I'm driving home with my team every day. How would you summarize that? I'm not going to use the word bench or basic, but it's very important for the exposure of all of us to be at each community. So if I had to say my day-to-day -day would be taking on a community, I'm calling that community. I'm not asking someone else to connect with that community and that leadership at that community. It's very important for them to hear who we are 
And then same goes with that type of culture goes down to our operators. Like when I say that your regional vice presidents of operations and our vice president of operations, it's not about me, but it, it is about me making the effort to say, hey, what do you need from me, Josh, as the executive director of your community? This is what we have to offer you. Give me your feedback. They are very involved in the transition as well, and we allow them to be that part, right? So what is it that you need from us? And that's important. So we start with that way before it even happens. So even before you become a frontier community family, we are already having those conversations with you. And that that's a whole team of us doing that. And so the culture expectations are already there. And you already know we share with you up front, very transparent about the metrics we have and the sales support you have and the resources, the expectation of that. So as soon as it starts, they already know. And they're excited that, well, I didn't get that before. I need that. I haven't had this conversation before. I've not seen a CEO come to the community. And that is every day for us. And you're very aware of that too. So I think that's important to us to start with there. It's not about the paperwork. It's not about the, oh, let me get a training program together for you from all these people. It's about me and what I need to do for them. Yeah. So... Frontier is obviously a huge organization with a huge influence, but you're also, you're a leader in the industry. We all probably can say our industry has been forced to get better at some things, including marketing and sales over the last couple of years, which is needed. It probably fast forwarded a lot of the things that we should have already been doing. Pinpoint some of the things that you think our industry still has a long way to go on and maybe how you guys are working to address those things. I'll tell you one of the examples And that's a great question that I'm still going to say I don't have all the answers to, first and foremost, right? So if you have something to share with me, Josh, you You're writing a book. You're writing a book, though, (laughs) on this, right? Right. (laughs) So I know it's been almost two years ago. We made the decision. I made the decision to uh, change our SEO company. And changing that, you wouldn't think would be very pivotal, but it was because we went with a company outside of the industry. So that was a challenge to us, and I wanted to be aggressive with that. And that company has been able to challenge me on what I need that is not just senior living centric, right? I'm thinking, I never thought about those things. We have been able to impactfully grow our lead generation by the thousands now. And it's been amazing. So that's been important for us to recognize and see that. So looking outside of what we're used to in our comfort zone for those changes, I think is important. One of the reasons why I come to Nick and other ones to talk about what are you doing differently? What can we share differently together? Those are the things that I think is important for us to look at. That's just one example of what we've seen make a difference. I think it's important for us to understand that your digital exposure is the new way to look at things. And that is your footprint to your community, your audience, your lead, your your families, everything. And I think that's important for us not to look away from that, especially with some of the changes Google is making too. So I think that's important for us to keep an eye on and not lose track of that. And again, as much as we give to the community, I think it's important for us to never get away with, hey, we have to coach not as much, I mean, training for sure, but don't lose sight of the one-on-one coaching that we have to continuously offer to ensure that we're giving you this forefront of information and resources, now we have to coach you through it. And that's important, not just, again, training is important, but I think we also need to recognize coaching is different than training. Well, Lucas, we've talked a lot about changing the perception of aging, changing the perception of our industry to those that are not in our industry. I do believe the the digital gateway is the pathway to be able to do that most efficiently as you're making these initiatives. Are there things specifically that you're doing a little bit differently now than let's say five years ago that are really targeted towards changing the perception of what maybe senior living is and what it offers to the public? 
some things that we're changing is understanding how families need to buy. We sometimes say, oh, we're going with the social model. And it's not just a social model, it's a wellness model that's enhanced socially. So I think that's important for us to understand and recognize in making that change, offering our communities and those resources as an ecosystem that I know that Lucas has heard us talk about before too, of providing that full circle of holistic approach to wellness that is a social model. And that's important and that's a change that we've made too or we're working through and it's been very successful. We're still building on that. We don't have all the answers. That's why we're here with you guys to learn that too and to be a part of something bigger. So that is a change that's been very helpful to us and understanding and that starts with digital, what they see and what you, the resources we offer on our, our programs and digitally and how do we get that communication out. Because we know that we have a smarter, more educated buyer today and that's us for our own families. So where would we go? We look online before we'd even touch anything else. So I am curious about this and this may be a hot topic, but the consumers are very educated and it seems like in every other vertical, if you will, even all of us right here, we are in the Amazon world where from our phones, we can shop, we can compare reviews, we can look at pricing, all of these consumer related reports, we can be a very informed consumer on almost anything we buy except senior living. How far do you think senior living is going to go towards that? And what I mean by that is just pick something. Pricing, for example. I feel like for a lot of consumers, I get this feedback all the time, so difficult to compare things. But in other industries, it's not difficult to compare because it's just out there. But I still think in our industry, we still hide a lot of the details because we're afraid the competitors might see. Maybe that's part of the reason, but how far do you think we will go to where it could potentially be a complete online buying or shopping experience where the adult son or daughter maybe that's making the decision where they feel like completely informed and are able to make that decision and feel like it's a transparent process. Do you think our industry will get there? I think in our industry, every family is different and every consumer's experience is different. So even though as educated as our consumers are getting in our industry, I still think there's a lot of in-depth need of questions and resources that is very customized to a family member, right? So I think when you go online, there's so much that you can research and, and receive but maybe the understanding of, okay, is that just for what I just saw and what was offered to me, is it just for my mom or dad or is it for everyone? Yeah. And I don't know if we were able to give that answer because of pricing is pricing, but I don't think it's actually just pricing anymore. You know, I think that it's more like my mom needs this and this is what I needed, but I don't see it. And I think that's because we have to have more conversations with our families to understand and give them that. A tailored plan. Yes, yeah. of course. And I think that's something we should have online, all those different resources. And then they know, oh, these are everything that you can do, whether it be financial planning, continuum of care. And when I say continuum of care, it's more than just that. It's like, oh, I recognize that your mom or dad through assessment is going to need this type of care in five years. Yeah. Let me talk to you about hospice. Let me talk to you about home, you know, these things that are, are available to you. And having those conversations is going to take that, a conversation to tailor a program and a plan. So in our industry, I think that it's available. I don't know if you can get all the answers to customize it for just you. I think that's a great answer. Switch gears just a little bit. Lucas, I'll shut up in a minute. We're having fun over here. <laughs> we are. Yes. It's about us now. So uh, talking about bridging the gaps, so often we use the terms marketing and sales like so fluidly, right? It's just like they were married together. They're made to be together, which they are. 
but so often we see this huge divide, this disconnect, finger pointing in your organization. How do you bridge the gap between marketing and sales to get kind of the most out of those departments, those teams that are doing those functions and keep it cohesive? Two part. Well, it's me. So I'm sales and marketing. So (laughs) that culture starts with me. There's the bridge. bridge. There's the bridge. But I think that the understanding that marketing is enhancing your sales and it's supporting everything that you need in sales. So if your marketing is successful, then we've offered you the resources to make the right choices in your sales process. And I think that's important. I think that you are absolutely right, Josh. They are two different things. You're good at marketing, you're good at sales, but sometimes they don't go together and we need one or the other to push or move something. But I think they enhance each other. Obviously, you're the ultimate accountability. But downstream from you, let's say, I mean, there's a lot of people in your organization. How do you keep that culture in place that this is not a a marketing versus sales? This is not a pointing the finger at the digital marketing. They didn't get the tool that I wanted or it wasn't just the right campaign or something. How do you keep that healthy culture? It's me. Like you said, the accountability and sharing that knowledge and exposure to them is important. So we do enhance and um, I will say Frontier has a great culture with both. So we offer them all the analytics and data and upfront transparent information to them on what marketing is supporting for your sales process. We also give them the bad. We share that this is not working, but we're giving you the information. We're giving you the marketing sets that needs to support the sales process. And it's not working on that side. So what do we do? I need to help correct that or or offer you the appropriate adjustment in training or sales or, I mean, coaching what I need to do. But we do offer what we're doing and how it's done. So we don't hide... I'm not saying that any other company does, but we share with each one of our communities what their metrics are in their marketing. What This is where your leads are coming from. This is your lead to move in volume. This is where it's coming from. This is what's touched most. So if it's not, then let's change that. So we're helping you. The marketing side is helping you understand where that's coming from so you can take advantage of it more. So that does start with me and we do share that information and we have the best platforms and the best partners to help us with that. Right. And then an image of Kathy comes up on their screen or on their cell phone and says, you can do this. You're one point away. You're one move in away. Now that might have happened yesterday. On their their screen. She's right there all the time. She's just right in their face. Just pops right up. There she is. I have a great team. It's not me. I'm I'm not even going to take any of the credit on that. We have such a great supportive team at Frontier that everyone knows everyone. Like, you know who... Craig and Candace and I are anyone else, just like any other person out there. It's well, so fun. such a fun interview. It is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was Josh, the Josh Kathy interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm learning alongside. Well, I think there's so many challenges that the industry is facing this year. It's always some new challenge, right? This year is very unique, both economically and a bunch of different factors. And I think this sales and marketing is going to be really, really important. Everybody's talking about labor, 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 and that's important, obviously. But sales and marketing and raising occupancy and being able to get those age income qualified people to your community using these tools and leveraging all the technology that's come into the space is a really important factor in in those numbers, right? It is. And I want to encourage all of us to be able to share that together, right? We're all in this together. Not one of us has the magic answer. But I think all of us, if we share this knowledge and experience together, we'll be able to identify and support what's most important is in our resident base. Love it. 
great way to end the show. Kathy, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We know you and your entire team have a very busy schedule while you're here in San Diego. Y'all are part of that. We appreciate it or I appreciate it. Yes, we appreciate it too. And so if y'all want to connect with Kathy and her team, we'll put that in the show notes. We'll put that on our website, btgvoice.com. You can go there, listen to this episode and many more. Connect with us on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question about sales and marketing, let's continue the conversation there. Like and comment on these posts. And thanks for listening to another great episode of Bridge the Gap. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Bridge the Gap podcast with Josh and Lucas. Connect with the BTG Network team and use your voice to influence the industry by connecting with us at btgvoice.com.